Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for joining us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. It is the ultimate in commercial agent training. If you are a broker, an agent, or know someone that is, hey, get them a holiday present, visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, today we're going to talk about uh, retail. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about what to expect for the, the holidays. Uh, also, what uh, what's going on with online sales versus uh, brick and mortar. How has retail uh, been doing? What do we expect moving forward into the holidays here? Here we are in December 2022. And uh, and what do we expect uh, for next year? Well, please welcome my guest. It's Mark Matthews. He's VP of Research and Development with the National Retail Federation. Mark, good to see you. Thank you for joining us, sir. Michael, thank you so much for having me. Well, great. Well, first of all, kind of if you can kind of update us, you know, there's been some, you know, inflation and uh, you know just a lot of and, and interest rates really kicking up. Where is consumer demand and how have consumers been behaving through 2022? How are sales going? You know, as you say, things have been uh, pretty complicated. There's a lot of different moving parts, and I think that's why you know looking at next year is a real challenge because uh, there are many, many different things that we need to understand. Now, the consumer actually remains in a pretty strong position. If you think about it, uh, you know, during the pandemic, consumers built up a huge amount of savings, uh, two and a half trillion dollars. And they've spent some of that down, but most estimates are that, you know, they still have about a trillion and a half dollars in excess savings. So the irony is that, you know, if the pandemic hadn't happened, consumers would actually probably be in a slightly worse position than they are now. Uh, Due to the pandemic, due to the heavy uh, fiscal stimulus and monetary stimulus that pumped about $10 trillion into the economy, uh, consumers have been spending. And for the most part, they've been spending pretty heavily on retail. So what we've seen uh, over the course of the year is that uh, retail sales were up uh, about seven seven and a half percent over last year. Now, last year was a record year, and I think I probably talked to you about this on the last show we did together. Uh, we saw over 14% growth last year. So the amazing thing is that you know we've continued to grow on top of that record growth. Uh, we forecast retail sales to be about six to eight percent this year. Uh, you know, we think that's a pretty good forecast. We also forecast holiday sales to come in in the same same range, six to eight percent, and we're feeling relatively comfortable with that as well. So, uh, you know, the, the the Thanksgiving weekend numbers looked pretty solid. So, you know, we're we're hopeful that uh, you know, for at least the time being, consumers will continue to spend. That's amazing. So, six to eight percent increase in holiday sales over last year, which was a record year. Wow. You know, uh, uh, who to thunk it, right? The, yeah. It's, like, it, it, it's kind of surprising because consumer confidence is, is not that high, right? That, that's correct. And, you know, what we've seen is that consumers are not spending their feelings. 
they're spending their pocketbooks. So throughout the course of the year, we've seen very, very low levels of consumer confidence, and yet consumers have continued to spend because financially they're in a strong position. So they are reacting to you know all the negativity we hear about uh, you know potential recession for next year, about inflation, all this stuff about Fed raising rates. It is having an impact on their psyche. They're worried about it but they're continuing to spend because they still have those dollars in their bank accounts. And frankly, they're you know overspending. Uh, they are reaching heavily into savings. Some consumers are, uh, you know, are, are going into debt. And that's the problem that the Fed is facing right now because the Fed would love to slow inflation down, but that is hard to do when consumers are continuing to spend. So the real question is, you know, are, is the Fed going to continue to uh, to have to raise rates because consumers continue to uh, to spend at high levels? Well, I, th- I think the Fed needs to listen to me. They need to slow down these rate increases and <laughs> let the impact happen, right? Uh, yeah. To me, they're doing it way too fast uh, and and maybe started too slow. But uh, so what about online sales uh, versus in-store sales? You know, this is America's commercial real estate show. So a lot of folks interested in what happens uh, in the stores, but but also commercial real estate's impacted by uh, online sales as well. What are we what are we seeing there for this year, 2022 uh, and the growth in online versus and, and brick and mortar? And what do you expect moving forward? Yeah, so interestingly, last year was the first year that I can remember where brick and mortar actually grew faster than e-commerce, uh, which is uh, which is a pretty amazing thing if you think about it. Uh, now this year, uh, e-commerce has sort of uh, reverted to its long-term growth tend. You'll remember we had a a big pop in e-commerce during the pandemic, uh, but that has sort of settled back down to where you'd expect it to be. Uh, E-commerce continues to grow a little bit of faster rate than uh, than brick and mortar. Brick and mortar over the course of the year has grown at about six percent. Uh, if you think about overall retail sales growing at about seven percent, you can see that uh, a little bit more has shifted over into the e-commerce space. But I think it's really really important to recognize that you know looking at these numbers doesn't tell you a whole lot and and here's why because the area where we're seeing growth uh in e-commerce uh so to speak is in things like buy online pickup in store curbside pickup and many companies will view these as different types of transactions one company would view buy online pickup in store as an e-commerce transaction another one would view it as an in-store transaction so the data itself isn't highly reliable and i really think that the you know we had a lot of doom and gloom a few years ago about you know the the death of uh, the store and you know retail armageddon and all that and that obviously never came to fruition you know, we as an organize as an organization and you know as an industry have to get away from this notion that uh, you know stores have to grow you know uh, same store you know sales by a certain amount and that's the only way that you're going to get value out of the store. I think there's a lot of recognition now that stores add a lot of value in other ways. You know, stores are becoming fulfillment centers. You know, if you have a national chain of retail stores, you don't have to build out uh, you know warehouses across the country because you can fulfill from those stores. Uh, you know, you also have to think about you know the the fact that many retailers are, are moving towards you know 
a, a more of a you know branding approach to their stores. You know, they're developing stores where consumers can come in and not just transact, but you know, get comfortable with the the, the brand and understand the brand values and interact with a brand. Uh, you know, you also have to think about the advertising value of having you know stores on uh, you know on Main Street. Uh, so there are many different ways to value a store, and I think all that is being rethought. So that this notion that you know e-commerce, uh, if it continues to grow, means that we're going to have fewer stores, I don't think that necessarily holds a lot of water. Yeah, yeah, well, that's interesting, and, and makes a lot of sense. You know, the the branding, the the advertising, and. Uh, you know, we want to feel uh, part of our brands, right? Our brands want us to be involved with them. And, and with sales being so robust, uh, retail sales out there, who is doing the spending as far as the family's income levels? Uh, is this the, the lower income, middle income, higher income? Who, who's spending all this money? Yeah, yeah. Well, we started talking about uh, you know a bifurcation of the consumer uh, some time ago because you know clearly the higher income consumers have uh, have had a better time of it during the uh, during the pandemic. They they're able to sock away a lot of savings. Uh, the lower income households were able to do so as well, but to a lesser extent. Uh, you know, I think we've gone away from this notion of bifurcation to more of a stratification. You know, it's it's changing based on many different income cohorts. Uh, So at the lower income, uh, what we're seeing is actually not that much change, surprisingly enough. And if you think about it, lower income households uh, they have to, you know, spend a lot of their money on, you know, necessities. They don't have a lot of money that they're spending on non-essentials. They're not going on expensive vacations where they can uh, cut back on and, and channel some of that money into uh, into essentials. Uh, so they are probably the most challenged. And you know, much of their income is going towards purchasing essentials, and you know what little they spend on non-essentials. You know, we we've seen decreases there. In the more middle-income households, what we're seeing is a lot of trading down and trading across. Uh, you know, people uh, deciding to spend less on you know maybe that or organic free-range milk. Uh, you know, maybe they're uh, they're switching down to, uh, to to cheaper options. So we're definitely seeing you know the middle income households uh, look to save money by by trading around and, and also by cutting down on some of those service expenditures you know maybe traveling a little bit less uh, you know staycationing as opposed to vacationing and then at the higher income actually you know there's not a lot of change you know the higher income households have done well during the pandemic their their income levels have uh, have increased they've socked away a lot of income and I think that's why we see you know the higher income uh, or, or the higher cost, uh, you know, retail outlets, the the luxury stores, the luxury brands, uh, they continue to perform quite strongly. So let's talk about that. We know what are the categories of of retail um, and some of the, the brands that seem to be doing well in this market? Well, I think you know. If, if, I, I prefer not to think about it in terms of brands, but rather you know in terms of what you're selling, right? So if you are selling essentials as opposed to non-essentials, uh, that is something that, uh, that that that's helpful, right? Uh, you know, we're definitely seeing people preference spending on essentials. Uh, you know, we also have uh, you know brands where you know if you're catering to the middle market 
uh, you're probably going to be slightly more challenged than uh, the, the, than brands that are catering towards the, the higher end, where they're more able to you know maintain on maintain that customer base and that customer base continue to to spend. Uh, and you know, if you're again at the at the lower end, uh, you're actually getting some some traction by getting people who are trading down from the mid market into the lower end. So I think uh, you know, if we think about you know what's what's going to do well, uh, you know, I definitely feel like if you are, as I said before, uh, if you are focused on you know essentials more than non-essentials, if you are focused on you know value, uh, then you're probably going to be in in a reasonably strong position. You know, it seemed like during um, COVID, people uh, weren't buying very many clothes. Uh, is that a category that's bounced back yet, or is that still weak? Yeah, absolutely. We've uh, we've definitely seen a, a bounce back, uh, but we have seen a change in, in the type of spend. So, you know, uh, twelve months, twenty four months ago, people would have been looking at uh, you know leisure wear, right? You know, stuff to wear around the house because they weren't going to the office. Uh, what we've seen now is that more and more people are going out there and, and buying office wear, right? Uh, and the fact of the matter is that you know waistlines have changed uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> you know, some for the better, some for the worse. Uh, and, and therefore, you know, when you uh, when you try some of those uh, suits or uh, you know other uh, office attire on, and you find that they're not fitting that well, uh, you know, you've got to get out there and uh, you know make some purchases. And you know, one of the things that we saw probably sell best during uh, the uh, Black Friday weekend was uh, was apparel. You know, people are out there going and taking advantage of you know in a high high interest uh, or high inflation environment. You know, the ability to buy heavily discounted clothing uh, to uh, to support you know their their changing lifestyle. Yeah, I'm one of those uh, ones who had to get different size clothes. I lost 40 pounds uh, in the last year and a half. Uh, so so really nothing fits. So I'm 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 one of those guys out there spending. Uh, yeah, and uh, so what about uh, some of the other uh, categories like uh, electronics and things? What, what do you expect for the holiday, and, and how, are the, how are they doing so far? Yeah, you know that that that's mixed, and you know we we see a lot of things you know moving in the the uh, the electronic space, right? You know, there's a continued shift uh, in electronic spending away from bricks and mortar uh, towards e-commerce, uh, which you know is. You know, essentially giving consumers the ability to uh, to, to shop around a bit more. Uh, that doesn't mean that some of the brick and mortar brands aren't doing well. You know, there are definitely some uh, some brick and mortar brands that are uh, you know performing well, not just in their stores, but uh, but in terms of e-commerce as well. Uh, but you have to re- remember that you know we bought a lot of like electronics during the uh, the pandemic you know uh, people were buying laptops uh, because they had to set up home offices and and home schools and stuff like that uh, and maybe the replacement cycle for that hasn't quite uh, come around yet so uh, you know we, we we see sort of more mixed uh, performance in, in in terms of the electronic space some uh, some you know firms are are outperforming and you know one of the things you know you asked about you know what categories are doing well you know one of the things that we we face uh, with high inflation and, and potentially a, uh, a recessionary environment next year you know it's the 
best operators, you know, the operationally efficient organizations that, uh, that that tend to perform well during those circumstances. So there will be outperformers in, you know, some segments where, you know, the overall picture isn't that great, uh, but they're doing well because they understand their customer and they're giving the customer what they want, uh, you know, at the right price. Yeah, we're talking with Mark Matthews with the National Retail Federation about retail sales and what's been going on for the holidays and this year and then, uh, then what to expect for the holidays and into next year. So, so Mark, you mentioned uh, on the opening, it's a little hard to, to look at 2023 as far as a, a forecast because of all the things going on with um, inflation and rising rates and, and consumer confidence. But, uh, you know, what would you say? What do you expect at this point? What's your... What do you say? It's a, you know it's a tough one. Uh, you know certainly uh, there there's a lot of spending momentum out there. You know there's still you know one and a half trillion dollar uh, one and a half trillion dollars sitting uh, in excess savings in in consumers you know bank accounts. Uh, so there remains an ability to spend. Uh, but there's no doubt that what the Fed is doing uh, is going to eventually have an impact. You know, we're going to see some uh, some softening of demand. Uh, the the one positive is that you know the uh, labor market remains strong. Uh, you know, companies are are still hiring. There's still a lot of job openings out there. Uh, so you know, the uh, the important thing you know is for the Fed to uh, to be careful here. Because uh, you know what you don't want to do is end up in a situation where you're over tightening because that tightening doesn't happen straight away, right? So you're raising rates, but the impact is is delayed, right? Uh, so there is a real issue where you know if the Fed over tightens and then you know the the consumers have, have spent you know a lot of this uh, this XX savings that you end up in a, you know a bit of a dummy double whammy situation uh, and you could end up with you know not just a recession but a recession that's uh, you know potentially deeper than uh, than than people are expecting you know right now uh, you know there's still a way to to, to navigate through this so uh, you know maybe we get a soft landing you know the odds aren't great uh, you know in terms of, uh, of ending up there but uh, you know I think most economists economists feel like you know if there is a recession it should be uh, short and, and not too deep uh, you know and hopefully you know we get a bit of a reset and then we can uh, start over again uh, you know with uh, building up some growth yeah well what would you leave our audience with mark uh, related to uh, retail and sales and brick and mortar uh, maybe uh, what would you say to, to landlords out there related to existing tenants or new tenants yeah you, you know i think it, if you look at what happened during the uh the thanksgiving weekend uh we had record numbers of people out there shopping uh, the important thing to recognize is that you know shopping isn't just a transactional behavior. Uh, you know, shopping is 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 entertainment. Shopping is is tradition. It's something you do with your families. Uh, so you know, we don't see any rationale for uh, for there to be any form of. Uh, uh, you know, ongoing problems with uh, with stores. You know, we think, as I mentioned before, that you know uh, stores, uh, 
uh, are, are fulfilling many, many different roles now. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty positive, uh, you know, even as e-commerce grows, that consumers still, you know, need stores. They still want to shop in stores. Uh, and, you know, we expect that, uh, you know, store numbers will, will continue to grow. Uh, you know, we are the highest level of stores we've ever seen right now. Uh, so, you know, maybe we, we, we could, you could take the view that we're slightly overstored but there isn't you know enough of a drop off in demand for any any uh, sort of correction uh, you know at least in the near term all right well said well mark thank you for joining us sir all right and thank you uh, for joining us around the country please let us know what you think we appreciate you sharing the show and uh, reaching out to us so until next week be sure that you always lead learn and laugh and join us for America's commercial real estate show Appreciate the show? Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.